0: Hello and welcome to Get Into Flow, the podcast all about shifting your mindset to get out of your own way, get unstuck, and start living a life you can look back on with no regrets. I will empower you to take action to start inspiring change, and it starts right now. Thank you so much for joining. So happy to have you here with me. Sit tight and let's dive into today's topic together. Are you a pupil pleaser? Do you need to make everyone like you or you're afraid of letting people down, even if it means doing something out of your way or that you're not entirely comfortable with? Do you sometimes feel like you're doing so much for others without getting anything back? Or ever notice that when you spend time with certain people, you leave feeling drained, like they've taken all of your energy? Or maybe there are certain people who push your buttons, they know exactly what to say to piss you off and they take advantage of your generosity and kindness. Or maybe you have somebody in your life that just takes up too much space. Maybe they're imposing themselves into your life or a little intrusive. Often that's a family member or even a parent. They can feel entitled to be part of your life in a way that lacks privacy for you and can make you feel like you have no say in your own life or that you feel like your life is being taken over by someone else. So if you can relate to any or all of these, let me ask you, what do all of these scenarios and feelings have in common? Well, they are the direct result of lacking personal boundaries, not knowing where your energy ends and where someone else's begins, or letting everyone dip into your energy pool so much that it eventually drains and there's none left for you. We're all guilty of blurring the lines a little when it comes to boundaries, but from my experience, learning how to be firm with mine helped me to be a better friend, a better daughter, and a better mentor to everyone around me. Now let me tell you, I am guilty of being a people pleaser, that's for sure. I never want to disappoint, I always want to make sure everybody's okay and everyone has what they need, I just want to help everyone and make sure that everyone's doing well. But sometimes at the detriment of my personal well-being. It's even happened a few times that I began to feel resentment. I began to resent the good deeds that I was doing because I felt like they were not being appreciated or well received, and that the people who I was doing this for were just expecting. Oh yeah, Sabrina's always gonna be there, or like, yeah, Sabrina is just gonna like give all of her time and energy because that's how she is and that bothered me. But you know what? Of course they expected it because you teach people how to treat you and you allow what you tolerate. And I was tolerating or I was teaching them that it was okay to blur my boundary line and to take as much energy as they wanted without giving back because I was letting it happen. I was totally letting it happen. And without understanding that In order for things to change, I needed to set that healthy boundary. I needed to teach them now that it wasn't okay to take all of my energy, that I needed to be protective of my energy. Now, it doesn't mean that I become a mean person, but it just means that I'm a little more aware of how much I can truly give in certain scenarios. And all that does is really help you value your self-worth and help you just protect your energy so that you can make sure that you can give to others, but still have something to give from, still have enough to give. So we talk a lot about filling your cup before you're able to pour someone else some water. So this is kind of what that's about. We need to make sure our cup is full before being able to fill someone else's or to help someone else's and that all comes with setting those healthy boundaries. Think of it as building a fence. As a wise, reliable source explained to me, think of it as having a fence between your yard and your neighbor's yard and this clearly separates your land from theirs. Space in this case can also mean your energy, where I finish and where you begin. And also important to note that a fence is not a brick wall. You can see through it, you can climb over it, you can even have a door. It's not about blocking someone off or restricting access to you. It's about just putting up a very clear distinction between your space and their space. And what this does is that it actually helps you to protect your relationship because you're defining your relationship with someone. For your neighbor, it's clear where their yard ends, where yours begins, and vice versa. So even when you're having a party, uh, your neighbor has no worry that anything is going to end up on their side of the yard because there's a fence there to contain all of your party and and whatever happens within your party on your side of the fence and vice versa. So there's a general mutual understanding there that your energy and your space is on your side and theirs is on their side. That also means that you're clearly defining expectations. Now, if you know me, you know that I don't like to have expectations, but in this scenario, I'm going to explain it as such that There are no surprises. So the expectation that you have by building this fence, by having this healthy boundary, is that you teach people what is expected from your actions, and vice versa. So going back to what I said earlier, we teach people how to treat us. So by putting up this healthy boundary, you're teaching people that you value your self-worth, you value your time and your energy, And it's also clear what you're going to tolerate, what you're going to accept, and what you're not going to put up with. So this also shows people how they can respond and act with you. And that's important because if you find that certain people behave in a way that you're not very happy with when they're around you, maybe it's because we're letting that happen. So again, those boundaries have multiple uses and multiple purposes. But the primary one is really to protect yourself and your energy and to reinforce those strong relationships that you have with people to make it clear. Where are my boundaries? Where are your boundaries? Where's my energy? Where is yours? We respect each other's energy and boundary, and that helps us to define our relationship and to protect our relationship so there are no surprises. There are clear guidelines as to what this relationship consists of. And if one day you want to give a little more or they want to give a little more, that's okay. It doesn't mean you have to stick to this, like as a solid structure and you can't be agile and adapt. Uh, You don't have to be rigid about it, but this just helps us to understand what we're giving and what we're receiving in relationships. And that all, again, comes down to the boundary that you set. What you tolerate will happen. So make sure if you are tolerating certain behavior, it's not at the detriment of your personal energy or time or well-being, and that you're actually choosing that this is okay as a behavior that someone is is doing towards you. And the same thing, if you are finding that you're constantly in a pattern of always giving to others and not getting the same in return, let's explore our boundary. Have we set a healthy boundary with this person? Has it been clear that yes, you will be there, but. Maybe in certain times where you're not going to be available, it's okay that you say no once in a while and they're not going to take it badly. So how does one set a healthy boundary? Especially if you're in a circumstance or situation like myself where you were the person who was always giving and people got used to that. So even if there was a day where you said no or where you couldn't help, learn to not feel bad about it. Don't feel bad about saying no because it's honoring your time and your energy. For example, if someone asks you something and you already had plans, so you already had your day plan, you already had things to take care of on your to-do list and someone reaches out and says, I really need help with this or can you just do this for me, it won't take long. Really think about Is it possible for you to help that person without messing up your plans? If you find a way to squeeze it in and you feel good about it, great. But if you're going to scrap your to-do list and then feel guilty or have more to do tomorrow because you want to go help your friend or help your family member, really consider what the consequences are. And in this case, maybe it's okay to say no. Or maybe it's okay to say, I can't right now, but let me do a few things on my list and I'll get back to you when I have more time. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, I can't right now, but maybe later, as long as it's true. And don't use it as an excuse. So it's okay to say a flat no when it's not comfortable for you, when it feels like it's taking your energy, your time, or goes against your values. But it's also okay to say, not right now, but let me get back to you maybe later. I'll have a bit of time to get your stuff done so that you can feel accomplished before helping someone else. It's also worth mentioning that if this happens once a year and a friend asks you for help, obviously you're more likely to go out of your way to help them. They never ask you for anything. But in this scenario where I want you to really consider the consequences, it's really for somebody who always asks you favors, who's constantly seeking your time or your energy or your assistance with something, and you find that you're developing a pattern where you're putting them first before you and your own needs. That's the distinction I want to make right now. So obviously, that once-a-year phone call from a friend who never asks anything of you Of course, we want to go out of our way to help them, but it's the reoccurring pattern that we're trying to break here because that's the one that's going to drain us because it's just the repetitive motion of always giving to others or the same person in the same way before being there for ourselves. I'm going to bring back an analogy from my wise, reliable source once again and give you the example of a garden. So in this case... You have a garden, your friend has a garden or your neighbor has a garden and they're always asking you because they're like, oh you have the green thumb, can you come over and help me with my garden? Every day you're going there to help them with their garden because they need your assistance and what happens? Your garden is left unattended. Your garden doesn't get to bloom as much as your neighbor's garden because you're putting all of your time and energy and effort into their garden and you've forgotten to tend to your own. That is what I want to bring to your attention. If you're able to tend to your garden, make sure your flowers are blooming and also help your neighbor's garden, amazing. But I don't want you to disregard your garden for the sake of helping your neighbor's garden. Why can't you both have beautiful flowers? So defining your boundary really means that you're able to have a blossoming, blooming garden And also help your friend or your neighbor have the same. It's a way for you to be present and be able to have enough energy to do everything you need to do and also have some left to give back. So more often than not we give before tending to our own selves we make sure everyone else is okay and everyone else is taken care of before we are taken care of so that's really the switch that i want us to make i want us to make sure that we take care of ourselves and that we protect ourselves to then be able to extend that outward and give back to others Defining your boundaries just means that you can be true to who you are, protect yourself and your energy, and say no when it doesn't serve you. And I want to point out that saying no can be done with compassion. Actually, when it's done with compassion, it's more accepted. If you find that people are not responding well to you saying no, well, number one, it might be something new, so they just have to get used to it, and that's okay. But if you find that they're not receptive to it, check where the no is coming from. More often than not, it's coming from a place of resentment that we were talking about earlier. So you've said yes so many times, and now the resentment has built up, and now you're screaming no because you're just fed up. That's very different than saying I honor you, I honor our relationship, I honor my energy and I want to be true to who I am so I will have to say no with the utmost compassion and that also keeps your integrity and your dignity so that you can again have this strong relationship with the person that you're saying no to. So you actually don't have to be afraid of saying no anymore because it's coming from a place of compassion and honoring that something is not serving you. But how do we know when something doesn't serve us? Well, something that I found very, very helpful is learning my core values. Do you know what your core values are? Basically what you believe in and hold true and what you value as the most important aspects of your life. So values, there are so many of them. There are over 100, and there are some really cool exercises online that you can do. But basically, um, the easiest way to define them is to take that large group of words that are values, that list of 100 plus, and narrow them down to your top five. I do this a lot with my clients, and it's so helpful because then what that does is, with those five values, we understand why it is we move a certain way, we act a certain way, we respond a certain way. So for example, if one of your values is family and you really want to make sure that family is a priority in your life, when you're asked by your boss at your job to stay late repetitively, uh, it's a pattern that they seem to be forming. Can you stay late? We have more work to do. They keep asking you to stay late. If you don't say no, you will begin to resent the fact that they are taking away precious time that you could be spending at home in the evening with your family. If you continue to say yes when it doesn't feel right for you because you know that your family is your priority and you need to be home with them, you will resent your job. You will resent your boss. You will resent the fact that you are being forced to stay at work Because it goes against your core value of family and being with your family in the evenings. That's precious time for you. So learning your core values, what that does is it just helps you to give a more confident no when it's needed. So for you, if you're like, you know what, my family is my priority, so no, I will not stay late. I will make sure I do all the work I need to. I'm going to work hard during my work hours, but no, because my family is important to me. So it's just a way to help you feel more empowered to say no when you need to. And that in turn will then define and set your healthy boundary. Usually when things go against our beliefs, our needs, our desires, or in this case we're talking about our core values, that is a perfect opportunity to say no. Trust your gut, trust that inner voice, trust that feeling, however you want to define how your body, your heart talks to you. Trust what you are hearing, what you are being called to understand and unlock about yourself because this little voice, this deep feeling, this intuition is telling you that a no is necessary to protect yourself. And so going back to core values, this just gives you a heads up so that you can understand why you might be triggered in certain ways or why things are much easier for you to say no to than others. My top core value is making a difference. So any decision I make, I will ask myself, does this enable me to make a difference? If the answer is yes, then no problem. Move forward, let's go. If the answer is no, and there's a conflict in time and schedule or whatnot, then it helps me to be assured and be confident to say no because I know that it's not respecting one of my core values, in this case, my top value of making a difference. So that's a way to use your values to your advantage and let them help you define those boundaries, because sometimes it's difficult to define. Sometimes when you've been conditioned or when you're repeating patterns, it's hard to take a step back and say, okay, where is it that I need to put this fence or this boundary in my life? So starting with identifying your values is great because then you know what your priorities are in life and you can always come back to your list saying, my decisions will be based on these five criteria. If my decisions are not able to respond to them in my best interest, then it's an easy no and feel proud and confident to say no because you know that you are respecting yourself, your values and your self-worth. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening today. I hope that you received everything that you needed from this episode and that you will begin to examine your current boundaries and be curious on how you can begin to set healthy boundaries to honor your own unique values in life. This will empower you to say no when necessary, and to also protect your energy, your time, everything that holds true for you, and in turn, it's going to strengthen your relationships around you. The relationships you have with others will be more clearly defined, And then there will be no surprises, so you'll be happy to give the energy that you have. And you'll know that your cup is full, so you'll be able to pour into theirs. I always love hearing from you, so please leave a review, leave a comment, reach out to me, let me know how you're liking this podcast, and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Just a few more left for the summer, and then we'll be back in September for season two. Reminding you all to stay true to who you are, follow your heart, and get into that flow state.